This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff. And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live. We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues. And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. Is there a God? I don't know. Just tell me. I would if I could, but I don't know. Neither does anybody else. Roberta knows. No. Roberta has faith. That's a great thing to have, but faith's about what you think, feel, not what you know. What about Jesus? Love that guy. Do what he says. Tell you what, though. One way or another, we all end up back together in the end. That's what you're asking, right? Well, we just finished listening to a clip from the movie Gifted, which we're going to talk about here today on the analysis. Gifted in America raised around 24 million in viewing at the box office and another 17 million in Canada, accumulating 42 million dollars and on average, we could look at that and say if it costs maybe $10, we can estimate that maybe around 4 million people have watched this and probably even more now that it's out on box office. It ends up sixth in the box office. And so we really want to just look at what they were addressing in the movie. The little girl is asking, is there a God? And while I was in the movie theater, I was actually watching this with my kids and my husband. And I remember seeing it on the screen and the little girl asking and me thinking, I wonder how he's going to answer. <laughs> and even more, how should we answer in the church? Yeah. yeah, It's, it's such a great picture, I think, of just what's going on in, in people's minds. And, and when you broke down the statistics of just understanding how many people viewed it while it was in the box office and no telling how many people have viewed it now that they can watch it uh, you know, through some other medium and not only watch it, but through the other mediums, repeatedly watch it and, and how much of that's getting ingrained. And uh, it, it just it screams so much of what we see taking place in the Scripture, whether you're talking about uh, Paul at Mars Hill and just dialoguing over the existence of God, or you talk about Jesus with the disciples and asking them the question, who do people say that I am? And uh, you realize that here we are this many decades, centuries later, and the question's still rolling around. Is there a God? And, and, and then how do we address that? Uh, interesting how it was addressed in the movie, and, and we probably ought to unpack that a little bit, but what a powerful responsibility the church has to be able to answer the question, is there a God? And then specifically, I love the question, hey, what do you think about Jesus? Is he God? Yeah. And the um, interesting answer we got from the movie, but probably pretty typical of the answers we would see, just the every, everyday person walking around in the world. Yeah. And one of the things about it in the movie that he says, there's this conflicting tension with me because he says to her, you know, you should believe and use your head. Mm-hmm. And you, 
in part, he's right. Yeah. You should, you know, reason through things. I mean, in Isaiah, we see, let us come reason together. Yeah. And we see that God gives us the mind to be able to have general revelation, to walk out into the world and see that yeah. God exists. So I think that that is so good. But then you see some places where it falls short. Yeah, yeah. He even makes the comment about faith. It's something you feel. It's not something you can think about. Right, and he wants to separate the mind away from faith, and of course, when we're engaged in, in in a in a ministry in a life ourselves, that faith is a thinking activity. It's not only a thinking activity, but you must engage your mind. You use your mind. You love God, God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so, uh, it's interesting because he at one point kind of separates those two things, uh, and then says, "Hey." You keep thinking and you keep using your mind, you know. So uh, it's almost as if even in the writing of the script, it doesn't make sense to say, oh, faith has to be divorced from mind because they come back around and re-engage the mind in the activity. Yeah, and in another aspect, you can look at it and say, you you hear the resounding paraphrasing of, it can be true for you, but not necessarily true for me, and really excluding that truth exists at all. And isn't that really where we're at in our culture today? Yeah, the suppression of truth. I mean, you know, we've talked about this multiple times, but the whole idea of Romans 1, that you know we, we are not recognizing that there is a God or giving thanks, and, and that's because we're suppressing the truth. Uh, and, and so what we're doing is, is saying we're not going to allow there to be any absolute generalized truth for all people, but it's it's what you think. It's how you approach it. It's 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 what's on your mind. It's it's what's engaging in your life, and it can fluctuate from circumstance to circumstance. Truth doesn't even have to be your truth. Doesn't have to be true for you all the time. Your truth can change based on where you are. And it was interesting because they were drawing in this other character, Roberta knows. Roberta knows. Uh, it'd be interesting to have her in the conversation in that moment, right? <laughs> to go, here's what I, because we don't know what specifically she might have said, but uh, the little girl seemed to understand that there's somebody that that knows the answer. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to be in the church. I think that this has repercussions that we can see that would develop within people this idea that we really can't speak to people and recognize that truth exists and extend that to someone else and say, I understand that you might have a different belief system, but truth does exist and walk through that. I think that those are some of the debris that we're going to feel when we have all these people engaged in this and they walk away with that idea and take on that belief system. But what we want to do is we want to say, and we don't, we don't want to take that on in the church. What we want to do is we want to have the mind of Christ. Yeah. And what did he say? And so how can we take what is happening and use that as dialogue and discussion for people and have confidence that when you know the truth, the truth sets you free, and we can share that with confidence with other people? Yeah. Yeah, and, and a, a movie like this is just a great place and example. Just in your everyday world, if you see a movie that you've enjoyed, you usually bring that up in conversation somewhere. And then other people are going to go, oh, yeah, we watched that movie. We went the other night or we rented that. Uh, And right there is already an open door to begin just going, 
man, there was a really interesting scene, you know, and you can begin to talk about. And so you can be engaged with people right where they are, right where they're living, and see if they heard those words and and how they thought and responded. Because you described how you responded in the movie theater, uh, <laughs> kind of looking across to your, your kids and going, did they pick up on what they just heard? Like, did, did they realize what just happened here? And then looking back at you and this kind of eye exchange of, oh, my goodness, this conversation just actually happened on the movie screen. <laughs> and so you can have that conversation with other people. And how did they respond to that? What what did it light in them? Did it raise questions for them? Or did they, did they go along with that and kind of go, yeah, that's really that's all we can know is you can know best for you and other people have an opinion, but I don't want to mess up your thinking on it. So while we were talking pre- previous to this podcast, one of the things that you mentioned was this idea that, that really comes out of Scripture, and Jesus asked the disciples, he says, who do you say that I am? So say we get to have the opportunity to engage in some of the media that's taking place, and we see things like this, how can we get to a point in the conversation say, all right, so you saw that movie, I saw that movie, kind of get into the discussion. What do you think about this part in the movie? Who do you think God is? Yeah. You know, what, how do we respond to that? Yeah, well, I, I think the one thing we're wanting people to really gravitate to is we have a responsibility to respond. And that doesn't mean that we, we belittle other people. We disrespect where they're coming from. Uh, but it does mean that we have a responsibility with the people that God brings into our sphere to begin to dialogue with them and have conversations. And so, um, if if that if that is the conversation that you're engaged in, you have a responsibility to to try to go ahead and ask that question. And it really can't come any easier than it's already been asked. <laughs> hey, remember the scene in the movie where he said, uh, "The little girl says, is there a God?" Um, and what do you think about that? Um, it's been done for you, and you're off the hook because it came up in the movie. And you don't even have to ask, what do you think about that? You could say, hey, how did your children respond to that? Or, you know, did you guys talk about that afterwards? Because when we left, my husband and I really, we began to really talk about that. Uh, and, and then you can just leave it for them to respond to. Yeah, because in in so many situations, I think our kids are growing up in a culture where they're hearing time and time again, you know, you can believe in Buddha or you can believe in Hinduism or you can believe in Islam or you can believe in Christianity. And at the end of the day, when Jesus asks this question, he says, who do you say that I am? You know, the disciples are answering in different ways. Well, some say you're a prophet. Some say you're a teacher. Some say that you've been sent, you know, Jeremiah or Elijah. And, you know, Peter says, you're the son of the living God. And he says to you, only God can reveal that to you. And so we want to be able to be equipped in, like you said, with a ready answer like we see in Peter. But also in that same way they follow that up in saying with gentleness right in love we want to speak the truth in love and be able to respond in saying yeah there really is a god and his name is jesus and jesus and buddha have different claims and we talked about that in previous podcasts yeah and those claims matter and let's look at those claims and 
they contradict. Well, and the 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 dad just follows so much right along the line in the movie with what's going on with Jesus because he says when she asks, "What about this Jesus? He's a good one. You should listen to him." And that is almost a verbatim quote from the scripture. Some say you're a teacher, right? Um, and and Jesus is clearly trying to say it's more than that. And and we know that people are not saved by believing that Jesus exists or he's a good teacher. That there has to be faith and repentance, trusting in him as Lord. And and so it it is though the world walks up close to the line, but there's this resistance to cross the boundary. And even when she presses the question, is he God? He says, I have an opinion, but I'm not going to press that on you. And I think that's where a lot of the world is, but we're saying the church can't stay there. The church cannot be at a place of going, well, we have an opinion, but we're not going to press it on you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because we know that truth matters. And at the end of the day, the truth will set you free. The truth the truth brings us to a place where we can recognize who we are and who God is. And we can be in relationship with Him so that eternally, when we are not in this life any longer and we've moved on, then we can be in relationship with Him continually because of Christ Jesus and what he did on the cross to allow us that relationship. And it's important for the church to be able to see and recognize those things. Yeah. Yeah, we have a a very clear responsibility uh, as moms and dads, as members of the local church, to be expressing, teaching, training our children, the children within our church, to, to make sure our church teaches truth, not just good moral story. So much of the time we teach the Bible as though it's just moralism. Here's a person in the Bible. Look at the good decisions he made. Look at the bad decisions he made. Let's try to be like him and make good decisions. Uh, Rather than saying, here's a man. He did some good things. He did some bad things. He needed a Savior. (laughs) The Savior's Jesus. That's why he was hoping and believing in the promises to come. You know, kind of thinking from the Old Testament character concept. And, and so many times we're leaving our kids there with just this kind of morality idea. And the church is more than morality. Morally, we're corrupt. But as Christians, we are righteous by God through Christ, through the imputation of Christ's righteousness. And, and so we need to continue to preach and proclaim that, that Jesus is God. He did die for our sins. He gave this to us. And not let the question just kind of hang in the air of, well, is it okay if I believe in Jesus, or what do I do with Him? You know, we have a responsibility to press that issue within our church. This is such a great example of being able to be in the culture, not of the culture, being able to be ready to give an answer. And so we want to keep this opportunity before us as we're out in the world to use these as conversations that we can have with our kids and we can be reminded of the robust conversations that we can have as well as with our neighbors around us. And hopefully we'll just continue looking for these opportunities and be able to share the gospel so that they might know him. Well, it looks like we're out of time. Thanks so much for listening this week and we look forward to the next podcast.